What's up, everybody? Matt here. Uh, before we get into this next episode, Taylor and I want to say thank you so much for your support and thank you so much for listening. And because of that, we wanted to remind you we are giving away a $150 Amazon gift card. And in order to win, all you have to do is go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, and very importantly, you must leave a review for the podcast. So number one, we can shout you out on the podcast. And number two, we know who to send the winning gift card to. So our first shout out is Army Doc 4. They say, this is a wonderful podcast and a life lesson that inspires and motivates us to be better and do better. An overlooked emotion which we often take for granted, but should be a daily expression of how we should make every day our masterpiece. Well done, gentlemen, well done. Thank you so much, Army Doc 4, for the podcast review. And we thank you guys for listening and for all your support. We hope you enjoy this next episode. But we're here to tell you that if you are having trouble either living out your purpose, you feel like you know what it is, or you don't know what it is, it's because you haven't tried enough things. Mm -hmm. Because it's, here's your wake up call. It's not gonna just come to your doorstep. It's not gonna just show up. You've gotta try the thing. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high performing guests choose happiness covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Modern Happiness. I am your co-host, Matt Mahalik. What is up, guys? Taylor Sleaford here, and we have an awesome topic for you. Something interesting that I think you will all resonate with, uh, and it is this idea of purpose how to find your purpose, what is your purpose, and uh, how can we go after that? So lately, the reason this came up is I've been working with a lot of clients who are either A, they have no idea what their purpose in life is, and they feel this stress, this like impending doom of what am I supposed to do with my life? Or there's people who feel like they know their purpose and they don't know how to how to do it mm. or how to go after it. So um, it's interesting because a lot of people I talk to well, for one, I, th- I think that it's society putting something on us that uh, we're supposed to have this one singular thing. So I'm I'm definitely excited to talk about my thoughts on that. And then I see a lot of people who are just waiting as if it's supposed to like drop on their doorstep, mm-hmm. you know, from Amazon one day, a drone with, here's your purpose. Wouldn't that be nice? That, that'd be too easy though. Would it's it be? Easy. Well, Would you, know, you it's, enjoy it? It's if funny. It wasn't that e- if it was that easy? Well, we'll talk about that, I think, but you know, it's funny. I work with people, you know, we're a lot of personal trainers. I even help, I help help people uh, with their brand too. And these people seem to have a purpose yet. Even like you said, it's still like, it's still stressful. They're still struggling to, you know, make a clear living out of it. And, um, Mm, that's a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation maybe. But, um, I think maybe our, this conversation today might help, but before we dive in, you know, just what we do to our guests, I want to do to each other. Mm, mm. And I'm not talking about the massage before the podcast. I'm talking about the <laughs> rapid fire questions, which we could do a massage if you want later. But rapid fire question, Taylor, I'm going to kick it off, right? We want to get If you guys didn't notice, this is normally where I just ignore Matt as he says, says outlandish things. Um, he hears everything I say and he takes it to heart. Um, so my rapid fire question to you will be, and then if you want to bring it back to me, um, by the time... You are dead. Let's assume that's 50 years from now. We'll call it 50 years. Or you're going to live longer than that, right? But we'll just put a number on it. 50 years from now, what do you want to be absurd in 50 years? Oh, you had to do this. This is my question. This is Taylor's favorite question. I threw it on. Uh, Okay. First thing that comes to mind, because there's a lot of things, is I want it to be absurd to hire a coach. So I'm going to go on a little soapbox. This might be a longer than rapid fire. To not hire a coach? Yeah. To be absurd to not hire a coach. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing, today's world, for some reason, uh, at least in America, we believe we should know how to eat properly. We should know how to do fitness. We should know, we shouldn't have problems with like mental health, hiring a life coach. However, we have no problem hiring an attorney, hiring a financial advisor, hiring an accountant, hiring a piano teacher, hiring a a tutor for our kids. And those are all coaches in different capacities. Uh, Any kind of consultant, right? Because an attorney, um, doesn't tell you what to do. They just guide you, right? An accountant. And actually 
you know, this has been frustrating for me as a, a small business owner. I'm like, just tell me, do I do this or do I that? He's like, well, you could do this or you could do that. And I'm yeah. like, dude, just tell me. I don't know. Tell, tell me what to charge. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, right. Can I write this off? Can I not? Like what's, you know, should I be an LLC? Should it be an S corp? Should I be whatever the hell is out there? Yeah. Um, and so I definitely have a mission in life because I, I believe that a lot of people think that asking for help is a weakness. And really, I think it is an expert move by getting help because it's going to fast track you. I know that's, this is a much deeper conversation. This is how you and I both have gotten to where we are is by hiring a coach and getting help. And so obviously a lot of what I do is health and fitness um, and life coaching and mindset and goal setting. But ultimately, whatever you want, I want it to be normal for people to find someone that is doing what they want to do or an expert and just hire them. And uh not be hesitant to ask for help. Yeah, love it. So much rapid fire, but I love that answer. You know me, I'm long-winded here. Yeah, but it's kind of that whole idea like, well, we have no, a lot of people don't have much trouble at least considering hiring a fitness coach. Like, hey, I don't really know about fitness. I want you to help me with that. But when it comes to like the mental game, Mm. You know, people don't want to talk about their, they don't even want to look at their struggles or their childhood traumas. Yeah, they feel like something's wrong with them. If it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, they need therapy or like whatever, but why? You yeah. Know? Okay. Your turn. What do you, Matt, what do you want to make absurd? Okay. The reason I asked this question is because I had this thought on my run and it's something we've talked about moving into a new apartment and I want it to be absurd to have a, a room dedicated to watching television. We, oh, right now we are sitting on a couch that faces a, what is this? 50 inch TV. Mm. Yeah. What if? Thank you, MK. What, what if the couch faced the windows, floor to ceiling windows, and you would walk in a room, you'd be like, "Why the hell is your couch face the windows?" Because <laughs> uh, like that's life. The TV yeah. is not life. Mm. And I would love for that to be like you come over and we sit down on the couch and we're staring out into you know into the woods. Hopefully, maybe not um, a busy street, depending on where you live. But we're staring out in, you know into nature, into real life, and then we can just sit here and have a conversation and chat with each other. Rather than, oh, let's sit down and let's turn on the TV. And then four hours goes by and we haven't even said a word to each other. Or we're both staring at our phones. So I would love it to be absurd to walk into a home and the couch faces the TV. There yeah. is no TV. That that would be awesome to me. And and I'm not saying TV's wrong. Like, enjoy your Netflix, but um, enjoy whatever, you know, your guilty pleasures. But at some point, that stuff really starts to take away from our ultimate, ha- ultimate happiness. And I think here in Colorado, like, Everyone I talk to is like, yeah, I moved here to be outside more. It's like, what happens when you get outside? You're just happier. Yeah. Like you, you are. And, and you know, whatever psychology behind that, it's like kind of the primitive state of our being to be outside and not be inside staring at a television. Oh man, this is a great question. We're going to, we might have to add this to our normal rapid fire. Yeah. All right. You want me to ask the next one? Yeah. Hit me. Uh, how would you describe yourself in three words? Oh, shit. Uh, actually can't answer this pretty well. Um, pretty well. Yeah. Well, because it's something I teach, but, uh, I would say happy, Mm. athletic. Yeah. Okay. Compared to who? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And well, shit. Now I wanted to say four and five answers, but you know, it could go funny. Okay. What's the four and five? Let's go. Um, so I mean, I don't know if this is the same as joyful or as happy, but I would say joyful um, and inspiring. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. How about you? Ooh, uh, actually, I have, as I was asking this, I started thinking for myself, inspiring for sure. Um, no one else is going to think for you, so. Yeah, no, but that was, before you said that, that was mm-hmm. my point. But gotcha. uh, I thought of that because, yeah, so inspiring, uh, empathetic. This is definitely... Man, now I've got like four or five, but uh, empathetic is uh, definitely a big strength of mine and also, you know, can be challenging, but something I've I've learned to lean into. Um, And then, man, what's the, I don't, I don't know if this is the word that I want to use, but I'll go with reliable or dependent. I feel like I'm the person that, you know, is going to be there. Mm. When I say I'm going to do something. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Taylor's always on time. Yeah. 99 out of 100 times. 
Yeah. Taylor is early. Yeah. It's Thank, very impressive. Thanks, Dad. Not, yeah, not you, something. You met my dad, you noticed. Yeah. He's, not something he's up I'm early and uh, something I'm working on. Yeah. Um, I, li- I like happy though, too. I like joyful. Um, would, the, would the question change? And then we'll get into finding your purpose in just a second. Would the question change if I said, how do people perceive you? Mm. Yeah, there's a question I like that's, what would your best friend say about you? Because mm-hmm. um, for me, I'm hoping there's no difference. And when people see me on Instagram, it's like, is, you know, I meet Matt in person. Is that the same Matt? And you would agree. And I had this conversation the other night with someone, but they're like, yeah, there's, you're the same person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think for the most part, I would say maybe the empathetic one is, guess it depends who you ask yeah i think that's a little deeper level of knowing me yeah but definitely the inspiring i believe people see that and that's my hope is that you know we could we could go down a whole rabbit hole of uh instagram and we'll get there we'll get (laughs) there on an episode but it's you know part of it is like i want to show people that and we're going to talk about it today purpose right i believe i've definitely found my purpose um and if i can do it you can too so i hope that my story and us starting a podcast and living our lives is and I hope that it is inspiring and I believe that it is. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I've had feedback that it is. Yeah. So why don't we dive into it? Mm. Finding our purpose. Yeah, let's talk about, yeah. So let's talk about purpose. Um, I'm getting comfy. Yeah. Where, man, where do we want to start? I got a couple of ways we could go here. Uh, so let's, let's start with this. This is something that I like, I like to talk about. So I think a lot of people struggle with this idea of purpose because they feel like there's, it's got to be this big grand thing. It's got to be, you know, uh, changing the world. And, and then to the same extent, they're like afraid of who am I to do something great. Um, and, you know, like I said before, people just, you know, wait for it to happen. They just feel like, oh, I can't, they can't take action until it happens. And the biggest thing that I've learned is uh, people talk about my purpose. They use my purpose language the same way that they use soulmate language, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think I know, but I don't know if you believe in soulmates, Matt. Uh, I, I don't. And I know some people I would say do. So maybe this would be a, a harder analogy, but I believe there's multiple right people out there for us. So it'd be first but helpful I, to define soulmate. You're saying soulmates like there's one person yeah. out there for me. Only one. That's insane. <laughs> I agree. Almost 8 billion people. I agree. I think that there's multiple right people. And, you know, in my experience, being 30 and single, uh, I've seen scenarios where there's, there have been people, it's just been a matter of timing, you know, time and place. Um, and so the same way that I don't believe there's only one person in the whole world for me that I'm meant to be with, uh, there's not one purpose. Your pur- So here's the biggest lesson for you if you're listening and you're struggling with this is your purpose changes throughout your lifetime. So you can have multiple purposes and it can change. So for pie, plural. <coughs> yeah, I would say just lean into like what, you know, what are you doing now? So part of your purpose could be to be a student, to learn. And then your purpose could change to be a mentor. And then your purpose could change to um, be a parent, right? And yeah. you have these different phases um, or it could be to be a CEO and then it could be to, um you know, do something new. And, and I think so many people get caught up that their whole life, there's one thing. And maybe for some people, there is generally one thing, but like your p- purpose changes throughout your lifetime. And, uh, you know, when I learned that lesson one, it was like a weight off my shoulders. And then two, it just made so much sense. Because even if I look at the, ba- the last decade of my life, how many different phases I've gone in and out of. Um, and while there have been a lot of themes that have been consistent, it's like, I don't have to, my purpose now doesn't have to be what I'm going to be doing 20 years from now, you know, it can change in terms of the direction or who I'm helping or how I'm trying to trying to make change. So I think that's the, the first thing I would say is stop viewing your purpose like soulmate language. Dude, I got a great one for you. Um, I use this in an interview question. I was asked and I'm going to shout out Anders Varner, Barbell Shrugged, when I heard this years ago, um, they say, I hate what's your five year plan? And I get it. It's good to have goals, right? You, you know, we'll probably have a whole podcast episode on, on goal setting. And, and we did a live goal setting with Manny, which you guys will hear uh, in the upcoming episodes. Um, but when you say, what is your five-year plan? And his response, and again, I use this and I love it because he goes, I hope that I am surrounding myself with 
um, like, I forget how he said it, but I'm surrounding myself with such great people that, and I'm like evolving so much that my five-year plan is so different in five years that I'm doing something even better than I could even imagine. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I love. And, and you're spot on. Like, you know, and we can start telling our stories about this, but being stuck to that one thing is so detrimental because you grow and you learn. And then you're like, no, 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 I have to be this person, you know, and, and that's not making you happy. And that, you know, that's the ultimate point of this whole podcast. Um, but if you stick to that, nope, this was my purpose as you're growing and changing, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the part of the conversation is like, what is purpose? How do we define that? And I would say it's, it's something that makes you feel fulfilled, you know? And, um, there's a book, Victor Frankl wrote man's search for meaning. And he talks about this, right? It's like when you have, I can't remember, there's three main things. So he, he goes against uh, Sigmund Freud's, you know, thoughts on psychology where we, this is a very, very basic psychology lesson, but Sigmund Freud believes that like, it's just like the bare necessities, like mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, create happiness or I'm probably messing this up a little bit, but um, it's just like our ba basic needs. Like food, water, shelter. Yeah. Right. Shit, maybe. And, uh, you know, Victor Frankl says like, no, it's like, it's meaning it's, it's purpose. And so what that is, is like having a community of like-minded people. That's like having something that you, you know, doing work that matters essentially like helping change the world. And so I think when it comes to purpose, it's like one, what are you passionate about? And then two, like what, what makes you fulfilled? Like what brings you joy and, and is, is also like doing good for the world, you know? So there, I think there's a balance there between purpose and passion. Or I don't know if it's a balance, but having a purpose is much more meaningful in my mind. And I used to think, I want my passion. What am I so passionate about? But like, dude, I'm passionate about sex. That doesn't mean that I'm going to, I don't know, have a career, whatever that looks like. I don't know, Matt. Five years from now. Who knows? Who knows? Things who might change. Around. We'll never know. Or we'll, we'll, we'll find out, I guess. Keep following this guy. But, you know, I could be passionate about bacon. For sure. You know, but passion is... If you look up the definition, it's, um, which I'm not going to look up, so I'm going to go off memory, but it's just like having an, an extreme emotion about something where it's like, if you had an extreme emotion about the thing you're doing every day, that's kind of intense. That's not even possible to keep up. But really when you go back down to that purpose, what is my purpose? Why do I exist on earth? Yeah. And like, if you've never asked yourself that, if you've never journaled on that, I would encourage you to do that. Why do I exist? And you know, it, Hopefully it ultimately always comes down to like serving and, and, and like you said, community and helping other people. Um, and, and that's, and that kind of ties into, you know, how can you help other people? Yeah. And well, maybe that is, you know, again, if we want to talk about our stories, maybe that is like, you know, for me, it was bike riding four years ago. Like I thought I was going to lead people on bike rides across the country because I did it once and that could be a great purpose to help people find happiness or create joy in their lives. Yeah. And I was able to do it. So again, melding that I can do it and it, it's a nice purpose. Um, well, so I think to clarify too, it's like for one, you can have multiple passions mm -hmm. and you can have multiple purposes. Right. And this, mm -hmm. so this is where we'll dive in where we're talking about like one purpose of like, who are you, who are you, who is your identity as a person? What do you want to be known for? What, what marks do you want to leave on the world? Right. Obviously you could have a purpose within your specific career. You could have a purpose with going to the gym, right? But we're talking about like, you know, 10,000 foot view, like what is, you know, your overarching one single purpose. So with that, mm -hmm. Matt, what is your purpose? I was going to ask, um, right now, cause it can change, but right now I believe, you know, I, I feel like I have two, two purposes and they kind of flow together, but I have a purpose. I have a mission for my business. And I have a mission for myself as a human on this earth. And I believe I'm, my purpose, my mission as a business, you know, I say, I want to help 10,000 personal trainers grow their business. And that's a very broad statement. But ultimately, I know that when someone works with me, I'm going to make them happier. They're going to make more money. And it's not about money, but they're going to be fully themselves. And you've seen it. I've had a few clients who are just so fully themselves. And it's so much more fun mm -hmm. when you can just be yourself. And, and they're more successful and more successful. Yeah. And so 
you know, ultimately that's my purpose in my business right now is to help personal trainers. And once I work with them, I know that I can help them live a happier life. For myself, it's living a happier life for me. And they kind of coincide, right? If I can help people find their passion, or, or again, I said this at the beginning, personal trainers have their passion, right? They're personal trainers. Trust me, you don't go in it for the money, though I can help with that. Mm. Um, but it's also, we get so lost in, you know, talking, going back to our first episode, getting lost in what the media says you should make you happy and all this stuff. And, and some people, you know, afraid to get vulnerable and talk about their feelings where it's like, you're missing out on so much when you cut all that stuff out and you don't really look deep within. It's like, what makes me happy? And that's kind of the stuff I help with. So I guess, okay, let me answer your question. My purpose in life. Thank you. Yeah. My purpose <laughs> in life, um, which this was sprung on me, so I'm going to answer it the best I can. I want to inspire people to live their best life. Mm. And that is through me living my best life. And not based on, again, what other people say I should do, but what I truly want. And if I can show that through people like, yes, I love snowboarding and trail running and, and doing CrossFit. And I love my job being an entrepreneur. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be doing, playing all the sports that I love doing. But this is what makes me happy and I make time for this stuff. So what is it for you that makes you happy? And I want to encourage you to go after those things. I love it. I really love it. So how did you, how did you get there? How did you find that? Um, trial and error. Was oh, that I, always your purpose? No, definitely not. And I never would have guessed that that was my purpose. I never would have, I don't know. I went out and I tried stuff and this is a big thing of mine that I always talk about. Yeah. This is your thing, man. Do, do the thi do do things, do anything. anything. Okay. I will, I will go right to the punchline and then we can backtrack it. But I always say, you know, if you ever wanted to dance, did we talk about this in the first episode? If, if you wanted to, you know, you were a high school, you danced in high school and you loved it. You got to express fully and it was so much fun and you got such a big high. And then you went to college and dancing's not a career because you were told that. Uh, so you went and you're a business major and blah, blah, blah. And you got the nine to five and then you sit there and you're unhappy and you go, man, I just want to dance a little bit more. Like not, not just go to the clubs with my friends and dance, but like, I want to really like dance, choreography, all that stuff. Then take one step, join a dance class. And then you do that dance class and don't just try it once, but stick with it for like three months, probably six months to really give it a shot. Mm. And if you hate it, now you know you hate it. But you so might- Key caveat though, you got to give it enough of a shot. You got to give it enough shot and I can circle back to that. But give it enough of a shot where it's not like one time, like, yeah, you're rusty. You probably suck. You might embarrass yourself. Cool. Second time, you're a little bit better. And then, so yes, like three, six, six months, depends on how many times you're going to the dance class, right? But, um, but maybe you hate it and that's fine. Now you know. Maybe you make some new friends and that's awesome with you know, similar interests. Maybe you're like, I'm better than the instructor and you become an instructor. Mm. Maybe you're so freaking good, you open up your own dance studio. studio. And oh, oh, what happened now? Now we're living our passion. We're doing something that we love so much. We opened up our own dance studio. And I guarantee if you love it that much, you'll, you might be making less money, but you'll be way happier. Yeah. And the point is that I love my cliches. People on their deathbed don't regret the things they did do. They regret the things they didn't do. Yeah. So again, you know, I quit my job as a civil engineer in New York to move to Colorado and become a personal trainer. And we can talk about that story down the line of how I got to where I am now, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to quit your job. You can take it. I'm reading this book right now, company of one. And he talks about this exactly. He's like kind of proof of concept. Go, go take one dance class. See if you actually like, or not one, right? Take it for three months. See if you actually like dancing. Don't quit your job. Go, I love dancing in high school. Yeah, I'm going to open yeah. up a dance studio. You don't have to do that. You could do that if you want. Maybe you have a million dollars in the bank and you want to just take a risk. And if you do, and you're kind of, um, uh, have your, you know, um, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna be living on the streets. Yeah. Then I, I recommend that. Yeah. Go for it. Take a risk. But if that's not your situation again, yeah. Start small and see what that's like. And then at least, you know, you know, and, and so for me, it was the story of, you know, I went to college. 
as a business major, freshman year, and I'm in the weight room. I loved working out all through high school. All my friends were football players. I didn't play football, but I wanted to, you know, strength train with them. Um, always loved working out. Freshman year of college, working out for four years. And I'm like, man, it'd be so fun to be a personal trainer. But that's not a real career path. So I put that in the back of my head. During business classes, I called my mom one day. I'm like, mom, business classes are boring AF. Yeah, I invented AF, by the way, in 2009, <laughs> if you didn't know that. Um, <laughs> and she's like, you're always good at math. Try engineering. So I switched to engineering. Really did like engineering. I am good at math. It was, it was fun, but this was just this quote unquote American dream. This was like, this is what's going to make me good money. I'll have this great job. I'm a civil engineer in New York city. And I'm, you know, fast forward three years, I'm a civil engineer and I'm like, just not, I'm not unhappy. It's not easy for me to be unhappy, mm. but I'm not excited about work. I'm not super satisfied. So I guess I had a quarter life crisis. I chose to ride my bike across the country from New York city to Portland, Oregon, 90 days, 5,019 miles, all self-supported. I had my sleeping bag, 10, all this stuff. Like it was, we, we can dive into that, right? If you want to, mm. or go check out another podcast where I talk more in depth, but, um, it was the best 90 days of my life. And at the end of the 90 days I go, well, so now I'm going to go back to being an engineer in well, New so York. Your mom and, has this great line. Yes. Okay. True. Yeah. That, thank you for, you know, I normally start, I've heard, so by the way, I've heard this story so many times I could tell it. Everyone close to me has heard this story. Yeah. Many times. Uh, my mom, shout out Sheila. What um, up Sheila? She said this bike ride. Uh, if you do this bike ride, it's either going, you're either going to get it out of your system or it's going to change you forever. What did it do? And it changed me forever. And I finished that. And this is where another cliche, like it's not the destination, it's the journey. And I got to the end and it's like, cool. I didn't do this to check, rode my bike cross country. You know, it was the whole journey. It was the whole experience. Every day was so much fun. Even the worst day of being like, my toes are going to fall off. I'm freezing cold in the rain. Like even that was an amazing day. Great experience. And now I'm going to go back to New York city, be a civil engineer, work for the weekends, thirsty Thursdays, Friday, drink, Saturday, drink all day, Sunday, brunch, mimosas, hammered. Monday happens, you know, Monday blues, do it all over again. Uh, Sunday blues, Monday, Sunday scaries, Monday blues. I don't even remember the terms anymore. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, this can't, this can't be it. So there I am bike cross country. And I'm like, I could, like I said before, I could lead people cross country. Like this could be my thing. Yeah. Charge five people, five grand, $25,000, take them across in like three months, maybe four months more leisurely paced. But like, I could show them the cool spots. I could show them the restaurants. I know people now like along the way and, I'm like, this could be my thing. Biking could be my thing. Lo and behold, four months later, my girlfriend at the time introduced me to CrossFit. And there I go into this CrossFit world where I'm like, oh my God, I love CrossFit. This is amazing. Then my gym opens up a spot. They're like, hey, we're taking on members. If anyone loves fitness so much, like get your CrossFit level one certification. We will mentor you to be a good coach and you can coach part-time. And you know, who knows where that leads so I started coaching so you, CrossFit. So you get back from the, uh, yeah. you get back from the bike trip. You're like, all right, this changed my life. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't just live this life. Start getting into CrossFit, and then we fast forward a little bit. You end up in Colorado. How did that happen? Okay, so and, and just to touch on these pieces. So I get back from the bike trip. I also like I grab an old DSLR camera. You know those fancy cameras in my closet. Pastime, I am uh, taking photos in New York City. I'm biking around, biking starts to fade as CrossFit picks up. And I have this thought, but biking, like I rode my bike cross country. That was my thing. That but was, that was your purpose. That was my purpose. Yeah. For 90 days. Yeah. Well, and a little bit after, right? I thought that was going to be my thing. And then, yeah. then I found CrossFit, which just ignited me. And I was like, I love this sport or whatever methodology of working out. And that ignited me even more. And at the same time I'm doing photography and, um, so my gym offered that I took my CrossFit level one, paid a thousand dollars to get L1, started coaching part-time three hours a week for about a year, year and a half. I don't remember the exact dates year. Uh, my again, girlfriend at the time starts doing that. And, uh, yeah. So fast forward, it's like, have this conversation with my dad. I'm like, I, so I told my dad, so me and my ex, we decide we're going to move to Colorado. We're going to make the move. We're not happy in New York. 
It doesn't serve us. We like the outdoors. We want to do all this stuff. Um, I know how proud my dad was of me being an engineer in New York City. Like, that's awesome that your son does that, right? Um, but I told him. He was the last one I told because I was kind of nervous. He helped pay for college. I know how proud he was. And, you know, it's silly looking back on it. But I was a little bit nervous. And he was the last one I told. I'm sure my mom told him weeks before. But I didn't tell him. And we're standing outside of this, the, the, the meatball shop. Me and him just having a solo dinner and I'm, and I'm so ner- and I'm just like, dad, I'm like, I know what it takes to be a great engineer and I don't want to do those things. I know what it takes to be a really good personal trainer. It's something I've always wanted to do. When I moved to Colorado, I'm going all in on personal training. And he looked at me and he said, he's like, I know. And you're going to, you're going to crush it. I don't remember his exact words. He definitely didn't say crush it, but mm-hmm. he's like, you're going to do an amazing job. And it was awesome. And, and I know people don't get that. Well, okay, so I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I don't want to cry on the podcast. Maybe I will. I don't really care if I cry. But, but you know, I know people don't have a support of parents like that. Anyway, so fast forward, um, moved to Colorado, become a personal trainer full time for, you know, I did, I did it for about almost two years um, full time. And in, while that's happening, about five months into it, um, I'm like, I love photography. And I love shooting CrossFit photography. And I go, cool, I've been here four or five months, I don't remember. Uh, another shout out, Super Cleary, Sean Cleary, very well-known CrossFit photographer, was offering a mentorship for literally, talk about a niche, CrossFit photographers. And so I, I spend more money invested in myself and invest in his program to become a CrossFit photographer. And talk about, you, you want coaching to be um, a normal thing? Yeah. This was like, because it speeds up time, right? This was like, everything he taught me, I wouldn't have learned for five years. You know, it would have taken me forever to figure out. But he, I learned it in whatever it was, those those 90 days of the mentorship. And I, I always went to my, you know, my girlfriend or fiance at the time. And I'm like, I'm like, every, after every week, after every group call, I'm like, that was worth it. That was worth the money. Every group call, that was worth it. That was worth it. So anyway, so now I'm like, oh, I was a personal trainer, but now I'm investing in photography. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, so at, at this point, were you, were you ever doubting, like, yourself of, like, am I just always going to be jumping to the next thing? That's a major thought yeah. in my life and kind of is. And, you know, to this day, and I, I, I believe I've settled on that a bit. Yeah. I really do feel like I've found my purpose. And this is something, what I'm doing now, business mentorship for personal trainers, this is something I believe I will do for years to come. But there is always that thought. It's like, well, you've said that, Matt. You know, before COVID happened, I wanted, you know, personal training. Then I'm, then I wanted to be the the CrossFit, the Colorado CrossFit photographer. If you had an event in Colorado, you were going to hire Matt, like without a doubt, if you could afford him. What's up? <laughs> um, charging what you're worth. Hashtag. Um, and then COVID happens, and really no faults my own, but thank you, COVID, for getting me down this path where it's like all my events get canceled. Well, now what? I can't like, you know, everyone's like, well, weddings are canceled, all this stuff. But like, even my parents messaging me and be like, people are like taking family portraits on their front stoop and you stand up. Yeah. Okay. So just to to frame this all a little bit for the audience. So uh, graduate college, civil engineer in New York City, quarter life crisis, ride your bike across the country. It changes you. You're like, there's got to be something else. Get into CrossFit, decide to move to Colorado. You're a personal trainer. While doing that, you also have loved photography. And then you start f- photographing CrossFit competitions. And we'll, I'll, I'll start telling part of the story here. Fast forward February 2020, Wadapalooza. If you guys know Wadapalooza, if you're in the CrossFit community, one of the biggest CrossFit competitions in the world, literally in the world, the best of the best. And some mediocre athletes are there. Um, February 2020, Matt, you show up on the media team. Um, great opportunity. And then not shortly after COVID hit. So you were at that point, you're like, I'm going to be the Colorado CrossFit photographer. Well, this is sick, right? Cause now I have photos of Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Um, yeah. oh my God, I don't remember anyone's name. <laughs> no Olsen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. No Olsen. Uh, you know, all these people, um, I, yeah. I have pictures of Pat famous Vellner. Pat Vellner. Yeah. So many yeah. people and Brooke Wells, Brooke Wells. Yep. Like so Taylor, Taylor Sleaford, Taylor Sleaford being probably the, above all. And, yeah. um, just a dolphin. And I'm like, well, this is just going to 
boast that, you know, it's, we talk a lot about this with like followers on Instagram. It's like, you don't need a lot of followers to prove that you can help people. But seeing that someone has 20,000 followers, you're more inclined to follow them. To and give listen, a follow. Cause you're like, well, oh, I'm curious. Their advice. Yeah, they yeah. probably have more stature. So it's like me having these photos from these famous athletes on the floor. I'm like, this is just going to skyrocket me to show people like, oh, like, hey, you know, I charge X amount to shoot your event. Um, cool. And they go, you know, here's my portfolio. And it's all these famous yeah. cross It's like, oh, well, obviously you're worth the money and I'm going to hire Yeah, you. so this is like the peak of that. And then all of a sudden COVID hits. Fucking peaking, man. And then COVID hits and I'm like, okay, all my events get canceled. Now what? Yeah. So this is now not necessarily, before it was like, you had a new interest, you had a new interest, you had a new interest. And then it was like, you had to pivot, right? Yeah. And I was move. like, so in on, on the photography thing. And it, you know, by the way, I took a, I was learning, you know, filmmaking too, video. Yeah. I took a video course, shout out Zach Kravitz. And, uh, still waiting for a video that he's supposed to make. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a year nice. later. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So like, yeah, again, it's like, great. Well, now this happened, like I was all in on this and now I have to pivot again. And, um, but again, thank you because I developed a course. I was like, I can help people with branding. I can help anyone with branding. So I made a course just out of thin air. I've taken a few courses. I'm like, I'm going to make my own course. And I would consider that a, a giant failure. Didn't love the course. Ooh, interesting. We will, yeah. we're going to touch back on this because earlier yeah. before the podcast, we were talking about failures and Matt couldn't think of one. Yeah. That I would say, you know, I would say it's not a failure. Yeah. Nothing's a failure, right? I don't believe in that. But, you know, as far as like, I believe if you pay for a course, people should go from, have a transformation. Yeah. They're at point A, you take them to point B. I'm not sure I got anyone to point B in that course, but it was a great learning moment. And then all of a sudden I go, I need to get better at this. And, well, yeah, I'm like, and I also love this. Like the one-on-one -on -one calls, which they're actually group, group calls in that first course I ran, which was called the brand framework. Um, were, were like, they lit me up. I got so excited with them. I had, you know, I had like three women in them and it was so much fun to, you know, help and have conversations and guide them. And, um, like this seems exciting. And then I invested myself for like the, I don't know, maybe we're at the fourth time, a lot of money into this next course. And now, um, that's just helped me grow my brand and, and figure out my true purpose, you know, but it's so going back to the start of this conversation, I know I totally took over and basically told my story, but I tried all these things. Yeah. And yes, there was a little bit of like, what the fuck am I doing? Shifting again? Mm. Did I give this enough of a chance? And, you know, I was a personal trainer for about, you know, two years, let's say full time. Um, but in that interim, I was pushing CrossFit photography and all this other stuff to kind of almost like a side hustle. But uh, but all that, all the while, like, sh should I be doing this? Shouldn't I be all in on personal training? I had a goal to be on the Barbell Shrug podcast. And, and then that just, that kind of went away and that's, and that's, yeah. that's okay. Right. It is. Yeah. So anyway, but I tried all these things and because of that and because of trying and trying and trying and trying and then COVID hit, I was prepared to step into this next role of my life. And, and it truly is feel like, the, you know, this is the purpose I was meant to have. And one last anecdote, and then maybe you can talk for a little bit. Last year, it was like February, it was like right before COVID happened, February, 2020. And my birthday is in April, 420, what's up? And my brother goes, how are you feeling about turning 30? And I'm like, you know, Adam, if I was still in New York City as an engineer, and maybe at this point making 100K or more, I would be freaking out and I'd be like, what the hell am I doing? But right now as a personal trainer and growing my photography brand and making maybe $35,000 a year, I've never been happier. I'm so excited to turn 30 because the next decade is going to be a fun ride and I can't wait for it. And that's all just because I just went out there and I just went for it. Yeah. So what's interesting is, you know, this, this point that you bring up of, <clears throat> you know, if you're listening to this, when you're on your deathbed, I actually had this conversation at a call with a client today and he, he was talking about being afraid of trying something and failing. And there's a lot of money on the line. And I was like, all right, there's three scenarios. You're on your deathbed. One, you never try the thing. Mm -hmm. 
Two, you try the thing and succeed. Three, you try the thing and fail. I was like, what's the worst case scenario when you're on your deathbed? He's like, wondering what if. Mm -hmm. And you can very clearly say that you're never going to wonder. Yeah. And I think there's so many people that do. They let their whole lives go by. And, and that's not to say that it's easy, right? Because what's fascinating about you when I, you know, one thing that was just so captivating when I first met you is, again, I've, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I heard this bike trip story, mm -hmm. whoo, I could, I could at least buy a case of beer. Yeah, like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but you talk about it and you're like, oh yeah, I rode my bike across the country. And people are like, whoa, wow, what? And you've told us so many times, you're like, yeah, you could do it. And you mean that. You genuinely are like, yeah, you could do, anyone could do it. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's, that's what's cool because for you, it's like, that's just how you view the world. That's the lens that you live in is anyone can do that. Anyone could move across the country. Anyone could try being a personal trainer. Anyone could try being a photographer. But most people won't. Mm -hmm. They let fear drive their lives and they won't take that step. But we're here to tell you that if you are having trouble either living out your purpose, you feel like you know what it is, or you don't know what it is, it's because you haven't tried enough things. Mm -hmm. Because it's, I, here's your wake up call. It's not gonna just come to your doorstep. It's not gonna just show up. You've gotta try the things. And the whole point is like, yeah, you don't have to just ride, you don't have to take 90 days off and go ride your bike across the country. It could be, you know, go strike up a conversation with a stranger. It could be, take a, take a different route home. It could be, you know, there's so many just new things you could try. Um, and that's what I see so many people, they're just afraid. It's really do anything. I don't care what it is. Just do something, right? I think just be more aware. <coughs> you, you know, you, you just mentioned like taking another ride home. Well, what's going to happen when you take, take, a different, or take a different route home? You're going to pass a store that might say something. And you go, oh, yeah, well, you know, like... Sunshine Boulevard and you're like, oh, I always thought about moving to California, but like, that's not it for me. It's like, because you took that ride, because you saw that sign, yeah. it might be a sign to be like, yeah, you should probably take that chance or look into it a little bit. And um, you mentioned just like kind of the fear of it, but it's like, what is actually going to happen? You're all listening to this probably on your iPhone or whatever, Android, like you have an expensive phone, you probably have jobs like, you take this chance. And again, I'm not saying to quit your job, but if you did, like what's going to happen? Yeah. You quit for three months and guess what? You could find another job. I could, I will never do this, but I could always go back to engineering. It might yeah. be a little harder. Like what the hell you been doing for three years? I'd be like, well, growing a business. They'd probably mm -hmm. be like, wouldn't you rather hire me? Someone who took all these chances and did all these things and be like, this guy probably knows a lot of stuff. Um, I could also Uber. I could like, not that we want to live in, in a world where it's like, yeah, Ubering, how's that better? But like, you're not going to be homeless. Yeah. I mean, I assume everyone listening, right, <laughs> has the capabilities to kind of do these things where they won't be on the streets. Well, and you know what's funny? I would say, I, I have this conversation with clients all the time. And this is typically when they are in survival and they go into this thought process. I say, okay, let's work it out. What if, okay, worst case scenario. What if that happens? And then what? And they answer. And then what? And then they answer. And then what? And I'm like, okay, so you're basically in the same place. And they're like, yeah. Because failing is, if, if you're not happy now, if you fail, you're, that's just the same. So yeah. why, not, why not try? Yeah. You know? Um, that's the Jim Carrey quote. I actually just watched it the other day, but he's like, he tells a story about his dad, but essentially it's like, you can fail at doing what you hate. So you might as well fail going for something that you love yeah and maybe he says it differently but so powerful and it's just true it's like again i don't know i just see this image you're on your deathbed you're 90 100 120 years old based on you know where the world's going and science 120 years old and you're laying there and you have this tear streaming down your face because you're sitting there going i wish i took that dance class and that breaks my fucking heart, Taylor, that anyone would have to experience that, whatever that is for you. You know, obviously it's not a big dance class, but that breaks my heart to think that people are just going to live this life. You get one chance to live and you're going to sit there, maybe you're pursuing someone else's dream or at least to never even ask yourself the question, 
or pursue what would make you happy. You're, you're probably wrong. Guess what? The dance probably isn't the thing. Personal training wasn't biking. Personal training wasn't the thing for me. In fact, photography, I still love it. I still take photos, but that wasn't the thing for me. I believe I found my thing and it might change in a few years, but like, however, you never would have found this thing. Like they, it was all a progression. Yeah. And I, th- I think the whole point of this and why we want to talk about this is if you're wondering what your purpose is, you ha- first of all, you have a purpose. I'm here to tell you that you have a purpose. Every single one of us, we are meant for something. We all have a unique set of gifts. We are all different. We all have value that we can add to the world. And it's likely you're way closer to that than you think. One, you just got to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Two, just start doing something, anything. I don't care what it is. It's, you know, I, I, I do so much like goal setting with people and most people, they kind of have an idea and they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if this is out there. And I'm like, or they, they want to, you know, hire a coach or, you know, get better at fitness or, and it's like the first step is like, okay, what are gyms in my area? Mm -hmm. Or, Oh, I need to save this much money. Okay. You know, who, who do you need to talk to? Cause they're like, I don't even know how much or what's the right amount. I'm like, okay find an expert. You know, it's like, it's usually the first step is easier than you think. Mm. Don't worry. People get so much caught up in the how of finding their goals that it's like, first, let's just figure out what you want. And if, if you're in the boat of, you know what you want, or you believe, you know, your purpose for your life. And it seems overwhelming or impossible, just start somewhere. And if you don't know what it is, then you need to try more things. You can't just keep waiting Mm -hmm. for life to hand it to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people are going to maybe listen and go, no, that's not me. I have no idea. The thing is, though. Mm, send me a message then. Yes, send both of us a message, especially Taylor, because um, it's literally what he does. But when you say you're close when you think, and it won't take as long. Like, my bike trip was 2016. It's 2020, early 2021 as of recording this. Um, so, you know, this summer I found my purpose, right? Four years. Four years out of, I'm going to live to 125. I've been saying this for years. I'm going to be 125 years old. It's I don't be, even know if I want to live It's going to be epic. Well, yeah, but I'm going to be like crushing it. I'm going to be cool. 120 dancing. Cool. Well, Four years out of 120, fine, let's say 100. Four years <laughs> out of 100, 100 years isn't that long. And now I'm, I'm so pumped about life. I am, you know, I've been able to be authentically myself because I've done all these things. And I know, like you said, you know, it's kind of been innate in me to just kind of go for it. And it is easier for me to just kind of be happier. And that's just how, who I am. But also you can take steps towards this. And I haven't always been this way, like we talked about in the first podcast. But I've taken the steps towards finding what I want, finding my passion, my purpose, um, choosing happiness daily, you know, all this stuff. And, and again, if you think you're like, no, that's not for me. Like Taylor said, everyone has a passion. And you are, it is there. And it might take you three, four years, eight yeah. years, but eight years is worth it. If you get there, you know, I think there's like things out there. It's like, so-and-so was 50 years old when he invented, you know, the post-it note and that changes life, right? Like yeah. it's never over. Colonel Sanders is like 70. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, kind of the last thing I'll say is first of all, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're mm-hmm. exactly where you need to be. Yes. Yes. As hard as that may be, um, because the quick version, I'll give the condensed version of my story. Well, I'll tell you what, because next time we're on, yeah, we're going to talk about failures, and yeah. then Taylor's going to give his entire mm, story, mm. and then I'll let him talk but, for thirty-five so, minutes. So the quick, the quick and, and dirty version is uh, my purpose that I have just found within the last year, year and a half, is to help people become the better, the best version of themselves, and really, it's to help people believe that they can be the person they want to be and do the thing they want. And it took me, I remember being 18, going to college and being like, how the hell am I supposed to know what I want to do? Ended up on strength and conditioning. I was called strength and conditioning coach. Then I got into CrossFit for five years. Again, was unhappy, the whole personal training lifestyle. Got back into college strength and conditioning, Colorado State, Clemson. Was cool, but I was broke and working seven days a week, had no life. Ended up back in Florida where I grew up, worked a desk job, um, working for a mechanical company. We did plumbing, electric, and air conditioning. And I hated it from the beginning. And I basically was at what felt like rock bottom. So that was 
I was about to turn 28 and I was about to give up and just settle into this life of, okay, I'm going to do this thing. It's nine to five and that's what life is and whatever. And I threw one last Hail Mary and I hired a coach and I got help and I invested in myself. And that's how I got into goal setting and life coaching and mindset because literally the switch that I needed flipped was believing in myself. And as soon as I believed, because I was at a point where I didn't believe I could do what I loved and make good money, <clears throat> which is why I almost settled. And then I realized I could. And once I realized that every, I, everybody can. And just to Matt's point was it took all of that. It took years of pain mm -hmm. and we could talk about it at some point. I've struggled with depression before and feeling alone and feeling a lack of hope and being broke and like moving all over the place, trying all the things. But like now I can help people because I went through that. I couldn't be the coach that I am if I had never gone through that. So all that to be said, you're exactly where you're supposed to be now. Just look at that. Okay. What is this teaching me and what can I do to get myself out of that? And that's how you're going to find your purpose. Absolutely beautiful. So we put a bow in this episode. I'd love, I've talked a lot. I, again, I'd love to go back, Taylor, give you a chance to kind of tell your story and, and we'll center that around maybe failures. Mm. We were talking about that before, you know, we started this podcast. Um, but guys, if, if anything resonates with you as we discuss this and you want to hear more on a specific topic, please reach out to us on Instagram. Let us know because we have, we have like 20 things kind of ideas and topics to talk about yeah. that we could dive deep on. But we're here for you. First we're here of for all. you. Yeah. Uh, second of all, I also rapid fire question. I would love to know what do you guys want to make absurd? Oh yeah. You know, 20 years from now. Please um, let us know. We'll, we'll throw that on Instagram for sure. So yeah. So all right, you guys find me, Matthew.Allen, A-L-L-Y-N, on Instagram. And, you know, please reach out. You can find Taylor at Taylor underscore Sleaford, S-L-E-A-F-O-R-D. Nailed it. Crushed Said it. that way faster than my brain could process. Um, and we thank you once again for listening. Until next time, Taylor, you got any final words? No, just uh, guys, go, go do something, anything. Yes. To move in the direction of the life that you want to live. Do it. And again, yeah. And if you like have no idea and you're just, maybe this is freaking you out, DM us. DM me, DM Taylor. Uh, we'd be happy to have the conversation. We'll throw some voice messages your way and mm -hmm. have a little conversation. And uh, um, we both believe we can help tremendously. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here smiling because life, yeah. life is supposed to be fun. It's a fun ride. And it. And I and ho hope you're enjoying it. If we can do it, you guys can too. Yeah, we're not special. Well. We're super special. Yeah, extra special. You're asking our moms. <laughs> extra, extra special. All right, we're out of here. Peace, guys. Much love. Peace! Hey, everybody. Before you move on, we have exciting news. We are hosting a giveaway for the first 10 episodes. So if you go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and let us know how much you love our podcast, you will be entered in to win a $150 Amazon gift card. It goes such a long way if you take the 30 seconds and leave us a five-star review. We will shout you out on the podcast and, of course, be forever grateful for your support. So head to iTunes and leave that five-star review to win a $150 Amazon gift card. And if you really, really love Taylor and I, and you know someone else who would love our message, then please pass this along to them. It would mean the world to us if you help us get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as possible by subscribing and sharing your biggest takeaway on social media. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we hope you are choosing your happiness.